right, everybody. Welcome to the Pastimes Podcast. Uh, each week we go through an old newspaper from a random date in history picked out by Dave Anthony. I'm Gareth Reynolds, and I've never seen it before, and neither is our guest this week. Jill Rook Jinsaya, please, everybody. The man, the myth, the legend. Oh, my God. Aren't you hot? Best dressed. Best dressed on the show, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Did you call me Dilruk Josiah? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm biblical now. Yeah, it's yeah. Fine. No, Jinsiah. Jai Singha. Uh. <laughs> I'm so Jin, much closer Jin. than the last time. Well, true. You, I think you call me... And by the way, on these shows, names are really irrelevant. No, it's not a thing. Dilruk, like the good old days. So you want, you want to be a one-name person? I'll you can't awesome. dress like Eddie Murphy Raw and just go by one name. <laughs> you officially then are like... No, I'm going with Andrew Rice Clay. <laughs> Andrew Rice Claypot. That's what I'm going with. He made the joke. You can laugh at that. It's okay. Yeah, d- d- relax. I didn't do it. Racism is fun sometimes. If, they, if he does it, it's not racist. It's fun. <laughs> Were you about to say if they did it? <laughs> no, I would never. If they do it. If these people do it. Well, nice to see you, boys. I've missed you. Missed you. Yeah, no, well, one of you. Uh, I <laughs> Dave hasn't even looked at you yet. I don't think Dave knows you're here yet. Hello? <laughs> oh, oh my lord. <laughs> oh, Dill. Oh. Dill Rook. Hello, friend. Dick R- Ryson. <laughs> Not a good start, honestly. Um, um, congratulations on being alive. <laughs> <laughs> For now. Acknowledged it publicly like that yet, so it's just nice that people go, Yeah, it is nice that you're not dead. And it would make who... this show a lot worse if you had died. <laughs> yeah, it would yeah, be really hard. It would be really gross for you us could to bring read you up. Yeah. As an obituary notice. <laughs> 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 but if you don't know what happened about two weeks ago, I had a heart attack. And it's, yeah, I know. It's but not, not, a, a, not a bad one. He's here. Not, yeah, it wasn't. yeah. I haven't mentally processed it or anything yet, but Mike Goldstein, who has given me a great title for the show next year, which is Coronary Heart Disease. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. Oh, Dilfribulator is the other one. So I I, I got a lot of messages from people, you know, saying, hey, hope you're okay and all that. It was nice, overwhelming, in fact. And I got one message from Dave Anthony, which simply said, show off. Come on. Yeah. Well, we're all wondering, what are you going to do next year? <laughs> yeah. So desperate for material yeah, yeah. that I'm just pumping well, my Well, that must have been part of it. When it happened and you've kind of felt better, you were probably like, there's a lot of good comedy going to come out of this. No, I'm fine. I have like 10 minutes on scented candles. I don't need material. <laughs> I'll That's find great. material on shit stuff. It's That's fine. great. Yeah. No, everyone loves scented candles. <laughs> um, well. Yeah. You want to do it? Yeah. Let's fuck. I don't know. I just didn't see that coming. That's all. For listening, people listening at home, I just had a spit take. Oh, and put your tongue shirt up my ass. Let's see. <laughs> um, obviously, now everyone knows I have no idea how to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Pants on to the, the, the right, right thigh. I think he was just rubbing his belly button against you. I think that. <laughs> it, but for some reason, my leg's wet, so I don't know what just happened. He does have a child. Somehow he managed to do it once correctly. Yeah. I don't know, though. It might not be his. <laughs> uh, so, welcome to the Pastimes yeah! Podcast. 
This Would you like to guess which year? I'm well, going to guess. guess well, it's going to be an Australian paper. That's true. So oh, well, is there a range? How early have you gone so far? How late? What's I think the earliest we've done is the 1700s. Did we? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah they, I, they, How old are you? <laughs> like, they, have, they, they have newspapers on here all the way back to the 1600s. Oh my God. They're not that good. <laughs> well, that eliminates the 1600s. I'll okay. guess. Uh, I'll guess. Uh, 1804. Mm. All right, I'll go a uh, eighteen fifteen. The Ooh. yeah, and it's price of right, price is right rules. So, if you're within ten years, you get both showcases. <laughs> neither unless you, you go over. Neither of you get anything. It's January fifth, nineteen hundred. Exciting. Oh. Melbourne, Victoria, the Age. Right. The Age. It's the name of the paper. Not a great name. The age. <laughs> Strange. But they're never normal. It's the age. The age. Well, so the first page is all classifieds. You that's mean the first age page? The first age <laughs> page is all classifieds, but there's one section that's really awesome. Uh, it's called Strayed. And there's about 15 of them. Mm. Strayed into paddock, yearling heifer, not claimed, three days old. Wait, oh. it's all things that have strayed? Wow. Strayed or stolen, bay mare, fat, star, black mane, tail, branded, JC near shoulder. Is strayed animals? Strayed or stolen, one brown horse, blazed face. Okay, I understood brown horse. What was the other shit that you were saying before? Blazed, blazed face? Strayed red cow, white marking. That is not, and that's not one. That guy was just tripping. JD. I lost my red cow. <laughs> I jumped over the moon. Yeah, your cow With, was dying. It was the like, dish the cow the was red. <laughs> Dish and the spoon fucked up as well. <laughs> the dish also strayed. I'm looking in your direction, Moon. <laughs> yeah. So and then there's a dog strayed. Elstern Wick, small black dog. You don't don't <laughs> have like your it. heartbreak too much. The dog is dead either way. <laughs> this is 1900. This one says finder rewarded. Like I'm gonna need some cash for your dog. Right. Unfortunately, my wallet strayed, so uh, <laughs> can't pay that filler. Strayed. All right, so I'm done with strayed. I mean, and that is the strayed, front page? That's the front page. Have you ever had a need to have a strayed? Have you ever had an animal run off on you? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, not other than Garrett. <laughs> like, I bit through my leash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a cat run away oh, uh, yeah. and a dog. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah they, my house burned down when I was a teenager, and like we had to like it was they were they were all gone. Your property's straight. Yeah, the property's straight. Yeah, the house straight. Actually, I came home and I was like, well, straight into the sky. Well, something straight. Where's that red cow? <laughs> Son of a. Uh, then the next section is called missing friends. So, <laughs> as far as the echelon of importance. <laughs> This paper was like, goddamn, people are missing animals. And then they're like, also, a lot of friends have vanished. <laughs> well, it, it's missing friends could be they're just missing their friends. And yeah. they're just putting a shout out. How are you guys? Because this is before Twitter. Right, yeah. That's right. <laughs> There's one here, A. White, right, Richmond, <laughs> Meat Corner, Bernalhurst and Burridge, 8 p.m. Saturday, Georgina. So... She's looking for Richmond. She's telling him where to meet. And so he's going to read the paper, and he's like, oh, my God. That's, I've, I haven't been able to find Georgina in years. Wow. So this is people who are just missing. Their, their friends are missing. Some, right? Some, all some other guys squeeze in ads. But, yeah. Yeah. Because you, you, there's no way to find anybody. It's 1900. Right. If Ron. you lose Frank's 
address? Like, if he moves, yeah. that's it. Right. You're like, I hope I see him again. Yeah, and if not, hope he sees this newspaper, a little yeah. shout out. He'll see the newspaper. So oh. no one told me life was going to be this way. <laughs> <laughs> Your friends have strayed. You're They're in the fountain. I found them. They're all in the fountain, splashing around a little. I don't know if I want to hang out with these people, to be honest. Six white weirdos who have too much money without jobs. <laughs> Especially back then, anyone named Gunther was much more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Here. Um, lost and found. This one's kind friend. of sad. A friend. I found a friend. Brown and white dinghy. Eight feet. <laughs> well. Fenders. <laughs> Reward. <laughs> Marina. Brown and white dinghy is what Gareth and I call fucking each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's code. We put our code in the paper. <laughs> right, let's I've, go make a brown and white dinghy. <laughs> I've been in Australia 18 years, but I might not be always spot on. But I think dinghy here is boat, right? Yeah, you're right. Because yeah, ding, yeah. dinger is, right. is condom. That's oh, a, really? Yeah, a brown and white dinger, very different issue. <laughs> Wrong hole! <laughs> but I still finished. <laughs> I've got a brown and white dinger. <laughs> so, as far as this being a paper, um, well, right? It feels like it's not big on news. It feels like everyone's just like, "We're missing so much shit." <laughs> I've lost more. my red cow, my best friend, and I'm looking for a boat. Well, back then, a lot of the classifieds were at the beginning of the paper. That was your hot. That item. was as big as that's. Crazy. Well, I suppose your priorities in life would be: where's my pet? Where are my friends? And then let's see what's happening in the world. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you yeah. start with what you're missing. Yeah. I bet the stories are going to be like a lot of people are missing people. <laughs> this is some really important news. And so this is something that apparently uh, ship captains put in the paper. They put an ad in when they got to town. The the Highfields, Captain Dunham will not be responsible for debts contracted by any member of his crew while in this port. <laughs> and then there's more. There's more captains. Captain Schleesluga will not be responsible for debts contracted by any member of this crew while in this port. They just all put it in the paper. <laughs> I also like his name, Schleesluga. It's like when you go like... Anthony Schmanthony. Like, yeah. like <laughs> I'm Schlesinger. I'm drunk. My name's Schlesinger, but I've been drinking gin. So Schlesinger. So can I, again, I'm so sorry I'm slow with this, but so there's a captain who's like, look, if someone says that debt is mine, they're yeah, wrong. They're it's wrong. wrong. So, and I have proof here because I got it printed. Yes, yeah. and wow. it seems like if you get off the ship, the way you swindle when you go to town, <laughs> you're like, captain said he'd pay for it. Yeah. They're like... Okay, all right. That's what's happening. They're, yeah. they're going into town. They're like, so can I get free drinks? Captain said he'd take care of it. It's well, I'm tap. looking in the paper. What's his name? Schleeslinger? I don't see anything here that says he won't. All right. <laughs> well, he must have anticipated the alcohol because they're like, they're going to come up and say Schleeslinger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's Schlesinger. They'll be drunks. Go with Schleeslinger. <laughs> okay, so we'll end on my favorite classified ad. Dead horses and cattle removed free of charge. <laughs> w. Stephen. It's a Telephone 2217. <laughs> I can't believe the guy who's got that work has the telephone. He's got. Well, I love that it's free of charge because it's a passion project. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to see corpses of animals. I've got this red cow I'm you ready know, to find kill. Find a job you love, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> 
I love dead animals so much, I will pick them up from your yard. It would be free. an honor, ma'am. It's <laughs> a lot of dead horses. I there. should be paying you. Yeah. <laughs> what, so what do you do with these? None of your business, ma'am. <laughs> no wonder they're going missing, because this book, yeah. obviously... Yeah, what what they have? Someone slit their throats. Well, I wonder who that would be. Anyway, <laughs> off to my fetish. Job, job, job. <laughs> there I go again. <laughs> All right. Uh, so now, in, in the next page, there's, there's news. Mm. Okay. There's actual news stories. That's exciting. In the age. Headline. I care- feel like I've aged since this started. You have. Thank you. Headline, careless use of fire. Great. If you're going to start with a news story, yes. Daniel O'Brien, an eccentric individual. Yeah. Bias. I think we got it, man. Like, on the headline, we got Daniel (laughs) O'Brien. He's a bit eccentric. Was charged at the police court today with careless use of fire. The evidence showed that on Sunday night he deliberately set fire to the grass in a paddock close to the town and a serious a serious conflagration was averted by the watchfulness of persons residing in the neighborhood. The grass was tired tired it says tired. It says the grass was when tired. When reached for comment the grass yawned. <laughs> I'm exhausted by the whole ordeal. I would have grass that makes you tired. That's not, right, yeah. <laughs> but not tired grass. It's, it's called of, indica. They had to have meant. F- they had to have meant fired. I don't know. Oh. I mean, I guess the then, grass yeah. was tired three times. <laughs> the grass was tired three. Yeah, well, it had fired, to be fired three times sounds like a some scene from The Apprentice. You're fired. <laughs> Get out. The gra- uh, O'Brien was sentenced to six months in prison on a charge of stealing newspapers from the public reading rooms. So they were like, he got charged. With oh, a- and on a charge. Oh, he got six months in prison. And then he got charged for stealing newspapers from the public reading rooms and sentenced to another six months. So he set fires, and they're like, six months. Oh, and the fucking paper thing. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) The motive. Maybe. I don't know. How does this work? Put him in jail. Setting fire to a place and stealing people's newspapers. Same Uh charge. It's like, probably he was stealing the paper to set fire. Maybe it's connected. That's well, right. I don't know. When reached for comment, the grass said they didn't see any connection. <laughs> they were too tired to yeah, comment. I'm honestly exhausted by the whole thing. <laughs> I just, uh, this is, looks like a letter. Uh, a foul tip at a health resort. To the editor of the age. Sir. <laughs> having, having taken my family a, on a trip to... Mentone? Mentone. Mentone. For the new year, I was astounded to find that five minutes walk from the baths, right on the beach, a most foul-smelling tip had been established. (laughs) (laughs) You get a foul-telling tip with a brown and white dinger. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is this like a Yelp review? Giving forth the most sickening stench. I ascertained that the last deposit was made last Saturday. By the way, you're not ascertaining that in any way. It's not like cutting down a tree and you can count the rings. He's like, last Saturday was the last time. The ascertainer. (laughs) I think it reflects great discredit upon the authorities that, with a large, sparsely populated district all about, they should select a place upon the beach to throw filth. 
Words this? cannot express the foulness of this place. So why write? Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have Instagram yeah, to show it. I can't explain it through words. Let me write it. Oh, damn it. If the Board of Health will only send down an inspector next Saturday afternoon, I think he'll be able to spend a really happy day. What? Yours and C. Bubonic? That's right. <laughs> By the way, I've had a bit of a chest cold lately, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> Nothing to worry about there. I spent a lot of time at the smelly tip, and my, my skin's falling off a little bit, but nothing to worry about there. Sure, it's nothing more than a skin cold. I... I just had a flashback to Steel Saunders' Green Guide Letters podcast. <laughs> yeah, just, this is what this feels like. Well, but people listen to this because there will be that voice. <laughs> I like that he's catching shrapnel. <laughs> I'll check this out. I mean, the greatest thing that ever, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life was Steel asking me if, he, if Marin would come on, my, oh, on yeah. his podcast. And I'm like, this is going to be fucking hilarious. <laughs> and so we go over to Mark's house. <laughs> and then he starts the voice, and Mark is just like. <laughs> just like looks at me, and I'm like. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Didn't everything he say to you? He's like, does he do that the he, whole time? The whole time he just fucking mocked him to his face. <laughs> 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 I didn't think Steele has recovered from that yet. <laughs> Ten years on, he's still like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> uh, storm at Pyramid Hill. The continuous heat of the past four days, averaging over 100 in the shade, culminated wow. last night in a tremendous storm in some parts of this district, Shh. and over 100 points of rain fell. At a very short time. Wait, I'm sorry. Okay. He had me at 100 degrees in the shade because I was like, interesting reading. Yeah. But now he's counting raindrops? <laughs> this well, is truly Rain Man. It's points. <laughs> Don't you remember when they measured rain in points? Uh, for sure. <laughs> what a great night put up by the rain tonight. 100 points. <laughs> the ground only put up 50. was completely defeated by the rain. <laughs> Absolute brow. Torrential, best on ground. Unbelievable. The grass reach for Comet said it was tired. <laughs> Rain said it's excited to get another shot at it tomorrow night. Uh, round two in the best of five series of weather versus land. Over 100 points of rain fell in a very short time. There was great destruction among the sparrows. With which you should it was like an Uzi was shooting these goddamn birds. They have never been they were just pelted by rain. So many dead, I feel like we'll see them next week in the classifieds. And the next headline is thousands of sparrows killed. See next headline if you're interested about the sparrow story. I'm following the lead in another article that I'm doing. This is a different town. <laughs> All right. I thought underneath another blog's like, I'll clean it up for free. Like, <laughs> you said sparrows? <laughs> I'm whack or, uh, ready to move them. I'm not mastered nothing. In uh, Tongala, last night the wind blew with hurricane force and thousands of sparrows were killed by being blown against walls and long... <laughs> What and long of... fences. I, I have been blown against the walls. <laughs> Back when you were drinking. <laughs> <And> it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I would write.
sent you a paper about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this guy was just like actively watching sparrows get pelted from hurricane what wind. Would you, what would you do? And by the way, well, wouldn't you just be like, there was a hurricane? Instead, he was like, hurricane wind killed sparrows. Well, you measure. You used to measure hurricanes in sparrow deaths. A <laughs> hundred points of rain, fifty smashed sparrows. Quite a storm last night. This actually says forty-five points of rain. Oh, this guy. There's another story from uh, Kyabram. A change occurred last night when a severe thunderstorm passed over the district. About a half an inch of rain fell, and the weather is now delightful. This could be one story. This guy was like, it's a three-parter. People are like, it's really one episode, bro. (laughs) Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. A bunch of rain fell. And... In the storm, sparrows died. Well, it's like Hunger Games. They wanted to make it one, but then the right. producers came in and said, no, spread it we across three stories. We can really make stories. some money off yeah. these three articles. Can I finish? Sure. <laughs> Nearly 100 sparrows were picked up early this morning. <laughs> Same story. At two principal corners of Main Street. What is <laughs> suppose they were killed by the storm? <laughs> yeah, no, we've heard, we just heard this story it's twice. So, they may have been killed by the storm. No, I know. There were Hurricane Gales. It's a different town, so everybody's measuring the hurricane by sparrow. I like the editor was like, we can't lose one of these. (laughs) We could not just make this a general story about a storm. So you're telling me on the same night, there was 100 points of rain, a thunderstorm, and winds that killed 100 sparrows. What happened to all the sparrows? We're not sure. Do Do you guys know if an Australian says to you, I was up at sparrows, what that means? Uh, I think it's going to be pervy or weird. Or... It, it, it's not It's not pervy. It's just weird. It's the full sentence is, I was up at Sparrow's Fart, which means you woke up so early you heard the Sparrow's farting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, beautiful... Dave, get the car. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm not comfortable in this place at all anymore. I was up the Sparrow's Fart. I'm a bird proctologist. I was up the Sparrow's Fart. <laughs> this is a hell of a storm. Uh... This is from Beliba? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Where a Justin, tree Bieber's fans, a, yes. Justin Bieber's fans live. <laughs> a tree ignited by lightning. A D- su- Dave, if this is on the same fucking night. <laughs> it's all. This is a big storm. God damn it. Wow. A severe wind and dust storm accompanied by lightning occurred here yesterday about 5 p.m. A tree was struck by lightning near M.W. Mason's farm and caught fire in the center. But fortunately, it was observed, it was observed by Mr. J. Mason who cut it down. And he cut car- down the lightning tree? He was like, hurry. <laughs> he cut down the fire tree. The tree's on fire and he uh, cut it down. I bet it's that guy who lit the fires. Mm. And carrying water with a Dan- sledge prevented any damage to adjacent grass and fences. So, so he cut this down guy a- cut down a fire tree to sp- help stop the fire spreading. Yeah. Well, that's kind of legendary. And he did it with a hammer, basically? No. What? Where'd you come well, up with that? Th- that's Thor. That's Thor. That's Thor. You're thinking oh, sorry. Of I'm actually, <laughs> I've been thinking about Thor a lot through all, all this. <laughs> How did he knock it down, though? I presume he used an axe or... Uh... Oh, I thought you said something like... It well, a sledge. Like a blunt... No, he used a sledge to carry There, water. hammer, sledgehammer. That's how I got there, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you, sir? Oh, you could have gotten away with it, too, but you had to say sledge, you fool. <laughs> Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. 
You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this this podcast. Uh, Listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Um... Following the announcement and creation of Belgian Hair and Skunk Trusts in Indiana... What the fuck? <laughs> Is this more animals that went missing? Or? I don't know. Comes the report, according to the Chicago Tribune. So it's an American story that they're covering. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> they ran out of storm stuff. They were like, there's a bunch of skunks in Chicago. Go with it. That Herman Euler of Posey County has succeeded in almost cornering the supply of Angora cats. This guy's my hero. <laughs> That's right. They're all mine. Can we get one? No! You fool, I'm filling a mansion with them. They're all mine. During the last year, he has raised and sold no fewer than 3,000 Angora cats. That's right. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> you should see my couches. Gosh, are they clawed. <laughs> oh. I've made extra cats just out of the fur they've left behind on the sofa. He's cornered the market on... Because nobody else was like, hey, I'm going to get all of one breed of cat. He was like, I'm doing that. I'm the only one. These are my 3,000 babies. Some poor guy's like, I'm... I'm going to start an Angora cat business. I'll fucking kill you. (laughs) (laughs) You have any idea what you're trying to do? You'll find no wife, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Every woman who comes over here is disgusted by how I'm living in piss squalor. (laughs) You have any idea how many litter boxes you... I've given up both of my bathrooms for them. I go in the litter now. (laughs) The only way to make this work. Nature's adjusting. (laughs) Anyway, what do you do, Shelley? <laughs> Hello? Oh, oh dear. I've said too much again. Oh, this is just a. This is a. Some, this so we're, we're clearly in a, a part of the paper where they're talking about other places. Right, okay. A strange order has been issued by the French post office. <laughs> no more stamps. <laughs> we're done with envelopes, too. Just crumple it up, we figure it out. (laughs) 
A strange order has been has just been issued by the French post office and a strange justification given for it. Oh, that's amazing. So they're doing something weird and their rationale's bizarre too. <laughs> Henceforth, morning envelopes are not to pass through the post. All right. Morning envelopes. That's right. Morning, M-O-U-R. For the people oh, like who get people up like, the sparrow's right, fart. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, right. Yeah. So I thought, right, okay. <laughs> you thought like set like funeral letters? Well, that's what it is, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a. Oh, morning. I thought. Yeah. I thought it was like the early post or something like that. No, it's, it's a, it's a. <laughs> I told you, it's confusing. It is confusing. Morning, morning letters, which morning envelopes. Morning envelopes. So it must be a different color, presumably. The what? note paper may have as deep an edge as the sender desires, but the cover must be white, or it may be tinted, but at least is not to have a black edge. Oh, so the morning. It uh, had a black edge because, right, like, cause you're sending died. it. To, yeah, you're sending right. it. That's nice because you go to your mailbox and it's. Oh just no! Full of <laughs> We've got two people died, Diane. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> or not? There, be like, no two one's people have passed died away. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I'll just have to send it regular. <laughs> it is. It is not that the department is out of sympathy with the expression of mourning by means of stationery. I like the they need <laughs> to say that. It's not that we are find it great that people have died in your family. On the contrary, the sending of mourning cards is a decided source of revenue. Oh. <laughs> Believe it or not, we're, we're making a killing. Yeah. Uh, not a killing. Not a ki- <laughs> Sorry. That's terrible. To Whoopsie poopsie. They've cornered the market. Yeah. <laughs> We've coronered the market. <laughs> Don't ooh me, motherfucker. <laughs> it is that experience has shown the post office authorities that morning envelopes are easily tampered with. They can be open, and if the gummed edge is torn or frayed in the process, a little ink rubbed over the black surface makes everything look right. A white envelope. Uh, it's like, okay, so, I, so, I, I, we get it. You're not doing it anymore. Though. Hold on. So they're, so employees are stealing when they see yeah. uh, a morning envelope because they know there's going to be money inside. Ah, oh. oh, right. Okay, this then Thank checks you. up with humanity because I was, <laughs> I was getting really confused. With where's the incentive? <laughs> Cash. <laughs> That's wow. amazing. That's so fucked up. Oh, and so us. I can't believe people are bad. I know. <laughs> Well, just looking at the weather patterns at all, sounds like climate oh, change whoa. is just has been around. Think about all those sparrow letters that probably <laughs> went out that one day. <laughs> Holy shit. Doctors are now holding the veil responsible for red noses in women. Listen, what? women, we found the cure of your red noses. <laughs> Marriage. <laughs> your veils. For men, no su- such excuse can be found. Men can wear veils and their noses don't get as red. The British Medical Journal says... The British... A doctor was like, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) I will find out. Come here, Angoras. Gather round, Papa. (laughs) I've got another one of my mysteries to solve. (laughs) I'll just puff on this opium and go in the bath. A German physician formulates an indictment of the veil as a cause of uh, uh, acacia... Rosea? I can't read Rosacea. Rosacea. Acne, acne rosea. Rosacea. Okay. Acne rosacea. I've heard of rosacea. I haven't heard of acne rosacea. Well, All that's because right. people stop wearing veils, bro. Affecting the nose, and he relates a number of instances in which young women, otherwise in excellent health, develop this distressing condition 
consequent upon the habit of riding, cycling, etc., in veils. Cycling I, in a veil sounds I, like a goddamn I'm, nightmare. I'm sorry. I just need to confirm. A veil is this a covering that you just have on your head. Over mm-hmm. the face. Right, over the face. And that is causing this? Yes. Or Their not noses. It's causing the nose oh. to So because break they're out. biking, it's yeah. like, you, you know it's when you l- ride like with a towel over your face on the Peloton? <laughs> it's just like that. And you're like, why is my nose all red? I don't understand. What happened? Well, this is like an anti-mask guy. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. It's like my, I've got an acne rosacea. I can't wear my mask anymore. <laughs> His view is that the lesion is caused by the friction of the skin against the veil impregnated with moisture from the breath. Oh, this guy's enjoying Impr- this article yeah. too much. Oh. It's like erotic fiction for you. Oh, they get impregnated on the nose. <laughs> it's gonna turn. It gets red. awful red over there, oh doesn't it? Oh, he's German, actually. Oh, it gets awfully red up there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna peel back the veil on this story. <laughs> oh. The effect being exaggerated by the tightness with which it See? is. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, hold on, Gunta. <laughs> Just finish the story. The story. <laughs> then you finish the man. Oh. With which it is necessary to attach the veil when indulging in athletic pursuits. I just can't what? like imagine wearing a veil like while being athletic. Have you been to Saudi Arabia? I would never. <laughs> 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 I might be having another heart attack. <laughs> yes. It's that damn veil. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> the, the only reason. The whole There's idea. No other podcast. The whole idea of this podcast is to have the guest have a heart attack. So, so yeah. now I get why it's a past time. <laughs> well, exactly. The original title is the Passed Away Podcast. The remedy is obviously to abandon the use of the veil or to wear it loose, anointing the nose with lanolin or other suitable lubricants. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. (laughs) I'm going out. Yeah. Well, I won't remove the veil. I'd look ridiculous. Excuse me while I put KY on my face. (laughs) Well, I'm off for tennis. A telephone of a novel character has been exhibited at the Paris Academy of Science. Hello! (laughs) It is me, the telephone. The inventor, M. Desaud, has constructed an apparatus which receives and registers messages in the absence of the user. Excuse me? Oh, my God. So you're saying when I'm gone, I'll have an idea, but maybe I could find all these friends of mine that have gone missing. (laughs) Political speeches, business communications, and music hall songs can therefore be stored and tapped at will. Experiments between Paris and Marseille are said to augur wide success for the new telephone. It's not a telephone! All right, Dave. There's other people on the show. It's a... <laughs> it's an answering machine. It's an answering machine. Yeah, he That's invented, the, the, answering, he yeah. invented the answering machine. Yeah. But this is, Which is pretty amazing. This is 1900. Yeah. So what they, the fuck happened to it? Well, people were like, uh, nobody's going to want that. Work on something else. Why do women get so red when they wear their veil? <laughs> Nobody needs something this useless, huh? This will not come in handy, huh? <laughs> Who cares? They're called back. Uh, Could have been so valuable. <laughs> he was like, isn't that amazing? No, no, no. What's with all the sparrows? That's the news, <laughs> baby. 
Um, this this little um, uh, literature, they uh, the entertainment back then. They'd be like entertainment, and then they'd talk about books. Yeah. Wow. The most brilliant novel of the year is Miss Colmondelay's. Oh, it says right here, pronounced Chumley. What? It's Colmondelay, pronounced it's, Chumley. <laughs> it's literally spelled C O C H O L M O N D E L E Y, and it says pronounced Chumley. That's mm? <laughs> the most Australian thing that's ever fucking happened. Well, it's like Leicester and Grosvenor, you know. There's a bunch yeah. of fucking letters in there that you don't need. Yeah, or Worcester. So like, yeah, Wor- yeah, Worcester. Uh, who, yeah, whoever right. came up with that was like, mm-hmm. But there's a twist. <laughs> like, <"What?" laughs> it's not what you think it is. <laughs> what? Worcester. What? That's fucking get rid of the sea. Never! <laughs> what? Nah! Now what? Checkmate, motherfucker! The most brilliant novel of the year is Miss Chumley's Red Pottage, a worthy successor to Diana Tempest. In the opening chapter, Lord Newhaven, having discovered an intrigue between his wife and Hugh Scarlet, challenged the latter to a novel form of duel. Taking a couple of paper lighters from the mantelpiece, he holds them out to Scarlet. Whichever Whichever of them draws the shorter of the two must kill himself within six months. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> By the way... Wait, this is the review that's just giving yeah, the everything, Absolutely. And by the way, what the fuck with the book? <laughs> yeah. First, yeah. First of all, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> that's like King Solomon. Wait. I can't the wait. Next, the next sentence is, the idea is not new. <laughs> that's oh, how that's... most men die nowadays. <laughs> The number one killer of men, over 30. Uh, <laughs> short, short paper drawing in a menage. Uh, <laughs> Triangles. Well, listen, it's like the high-stakes bachelor. <laughs> By the way, if that's how the fucking bachelorette ended, holy shit, people would be like, oh my God, Clark has to kill himself? Now we're going to follow Clark for six months on his journey towards suicide. <laughs> What the fuck show is this? Give them both a rose. Sorry, Devin. I just really enjoyed meeting your family on our night in the jacuzzi. Clark, you have six months. You're on the clock. Good luck with everything. Sorry it didn't work out. Crazy. Anyway. Make sure sure you have a morning envelope at the end of it to send out. The patriotic song as a means of suppressing oratory is a new political development. Uh, um, I, what? I just, what? I, I, yeah. Say it one more time, yes, sorry. Please. The patriotic song as a means of suppressing oratory is a new political development. Okay. Okay. So, so that's a nice setup. What's suppressing oratory mean? Because you're, you're stopping, stopping free speech. You're not uh, allowing people to speak, basically. Because it's a suppos- suppository, something very different. Well, in a well, way. Well, it's, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how I stop most political speech. <laughs> I'm sick of politics. At now, if everyone doesn't mind, I've got something to show you. <laughs> At Mr. J.H. Cook's Brunswick meeting last night, Mr. Hamilton made an effort to appeal to the finer feelings of his fellow toilers, but was subjected to a storm of interjections, which so, culminated in a verse of Sons of the Sea. 
vociferously rendered. So everyone so that started yelling at him, and then they and started they sing. singing a song. Well, it's also that happens a lot in the states where like protesters will come into some polit- like some like insider political event, and they'll be like. You know, like, stop polluting, stop polluting the oceans. And then people will just go, USA, USA. And you're like, you <laughs> dumb true. motherfucker, you need the ocean. And they're like, USA, don't need the ocean anyway. Mr. Hamilton rose to the occasion with a demand for three cheers for the queen. Wow. What a little S- fucking teacher's pet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Maddie, we could all cheer for the queen if we liked. An old gentleman in the hall caused considerable surprise by at once hooting lustily. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Someone's fucking an owl. Uh, uh, afterwards, he explained that he thought they were cheers for Maline. Huh? I'm sorry. I he, he thought, thought you said Maline, which obviously made me hoot lustily. <laughs> Three cheers for the queen. Did you say Malene? Oh. 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 I didn't know you knew about Malene. (laughs) Grandpa, what? Three cheers for Malene indeed. (laughs) I'll never forget the night we had on the hillside. Malene's not a name, Pop-Pop. And Malene, we did it laying on our sides. He was really confused when he uh, went to battle for Malene and country. Yeah, yeah. God save Malene. <laughs> oh, uh, the queen. Who? We have a queen? Oh, <laughs> not as horny. More patriotic ballads were sung, and Mr. Hamilton gave up his attempt to speak to the audience <laughs> yeah, he was after like, nearly three hours heckled. of it. <laughs> after three hours, he was like, all right, uh, all right. It seems like it's not happening anymore. <laughs> Another hip hip hooray! <laughs> oh, for Malene. No, Pop Pop, stop. Oh. oh, she had the pinkest nose. <laughs> like an Angora cat, she had a pink, pink nose. Grandpa! Oh, oh it's moving again. <laughs> it's been years. <laughs> Oh, and there's been a hundred points in my pants, if you know. <laughs> McLean! Oh. <laughs> I'm McLean. The Victorian uniforms, the best clothed troops. Every man in the contingent, this is during the, the Boer Wars, so South, South African, there's a bunch of, you know, we're killing everything. Uh Nice. Every man in the in the contingent is said to have a new uniform by Monday, and from that day, the detachment will lose the composite, nondescript character as regards dress that it now presents. The fall, the full uniform outfit will probably not be in the camp till Thursday. Each man, <laughs> what is happening? Each man is to have two khaki coats, two pairs of cord pants, a sleeve waistcoat, an overcoat, and cape, and a light suit. Of khaki drill. For the genocide. (laughs) It's the weirdest episode of Queer Eye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like a fashion show. You can see here everyone has two khaki pants, a nice vest coat, and a cape. (laughs) This is the outfit that says, sorry everyone, colonization just isn't for you. (laughs) Bad news, non-whites, get out the way. A, ca- a cape. 
<laughs> Fucking capes. The lights. I'm super racist. <laughs> the light suit of khaki drill is for fatigue work or to wear on board ship. That's right. This can be for fatigue work or shipboarding. <laughs> what won't this look accomplish? Including the boots, the putties, the felt hat, the service cap, and other articles of wear, the weight of each man's clothing will be over 20 pounds. That's right. They're going to die in these. <laughs> Get those black-edged envelopes ready. This is a death suit. <laughs> By the way, the South the Africans are like, sweet. They're like... <sighs> <sighs> We didn't do anything to them. (laughs) The Victorian troops will probably be the best clothed troops taking part in the campaign. Oh, it's like, yeah, that's like an award show. The best dress. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you wearing? Victorian army. (laughs) What are you nominated for? We're going to kill people who aren't our color. Isolation of that idea. We're gonna kill people of not of no, color, no, and no. people laughing and clapping. Why Gareth Reynolds can't be senator? <laughs> and that's such a good shot for a minute. <laughs> We're gonna kill people who aren't our color. <laughs> I'll just read the headline of this one: um, The bubonic plague reports from New Caledonia. That- Only six whites affected. <laughs> Rest easy, Australia. There's only six whites affected. That is like a lot of the COVID headlines where people are like, oh my God, it's just, oh, sorry, it's, uh, oh yeah, seems like white people are doing okay. That's not terrible, actually. But wait, didn't we set up earlier a guy who, what, what plague was he involved with? Who? He, there was a bubonic, so I think he, was that his, like, was he no, he, a guy just signed the letter bubonic. bubonic. Yeah, He's well, been, I think we might have a fucking, a guy just signed the letter bubonic. That's right, bubonic. And they're like, weird bubonic plague. He's like, I was pretty overt about this. I'm signing letters bubonic. <laughs> uh, murder at, murder at Morwell. Mr. John Hall. How, no, how, many, thi- how many whites, though, got murdered? <laughs> like two. We're fine. <laughs> uh, Mr. John Hall held an inquiry yesterday respecting the death of Walter Doolin, who was found dead at Bulara on the morning of the 2nd. The evidence was corroborative of the particulars which appeared in the age. Uh, the jury returned the following verdict. That the deceased died from internal disease... Accelerated by violence inflicted by some person. <laughs> so his pre-existing condition was being killed. I got <laughs> kicked in the cancer. <laughs> well, he clearly died from heart failure after being beaten to death. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Coroner, no more questions. <laughs> it's like guns don't kill people. <laughs> people that, yeah, that's like that narrative. He didn't die. It was internal bleeding. It's uh, he died from uh, holes in his body related to a gun disease. <laughs> <laughs> seen it so many times recently. Inflicted by some person or persons of whom we have not sufficient as evidence to say, and we find the said person or persons guilty of murder. 
That's not how it works. And by the way, the paper jury finds you guilty. Wherever you are. Wherever you are, whoever you are. (laughs) Whoever you are. Case finished. What's a judge? (laughs) Uh, An actor's squabble. This is from Perth. John Uh. Coleman, the well-known comedian, was charged in the... uh, (laughs) Was it the comedy festival? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was charged in police court this morning with having threatened to kill Emily Lazerne, a member of the comedy company now playing on the Goldfields. Jesus Whoa. Christ. I was acting. <laughs> Complainant failed to appear, and the police stated that she had apparently left the district. The accused was therefore discharged. She had a corporate. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> you can't cancel it. And cut. So he was like, I'm going to kill her. And yeah. then and then she was gone. So and they were she, like, yeah, so okay. Like, well, then it's fine. Well, if she's, if not she's gone, you can't kill her. So <laughs> yeah. go back to acting. Good work. Or were you acting the whole time? You were, weren't you? God, he's... No, you are going to kill her. Okay, no. <laughs> Stunned in the water. A young man named Jose went diving into the water. <laughs> <laughs> this is he did it in the bath once. Uh, went diving into the water at the public baths, struck his head against the bottom of the river, and came up feet first. Oh, my God. What a great way of saying... Why can't they just admit that people die from things? (laughs) He died from trying to breathe through his feet, as we've all done when swimming. It sounds like he got... He hit his head, died. No, he's not dead. Oh. <laughs> he just came bobbing. Yeah. He was just had his feet sticking out. Well, like, uh, it's just Jose's a foot guy now, so <laughs> he's upside downtown. Is it is it wrong that I'm actually kind of like impressed that there was someone named Jose back in Australia? This is Australia. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He was probably thrown yeah. in the fucking river. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, they, I, they're like I've heard they flo- don't float. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if he sinks, he's not white. I knew it. <laughs> Daniel Collins, a local youth, jumped into the river and pulled Jose out. Otherwise, he would no doubt have been drowned. For on being taken out of the river, it was found that he was stunned. Oh, so he, he performed mouth-to-foot resuscitation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he 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 probably jumped hit his in, head on a rock or something and was passed out. out. This guy, yeah, yeah, right. feet, but somehow his feet were up. That's yeah. the part I can't get past. Yeah, it's strange. He he died. He fell and hit his head and ended up like a cartoon. <laughs> Just feet up. I think he's okay. His feet are moving. <laughs> no head yet. No head still. Um, uh, uh, so this has happened at Ballarat. Uh, at the city court. <laughs> Someone wooed Ballarat in the saddest woo I've ever heard. The only person <laughs> to ever do that. <laughs> Whew, no, we're not all wooing. I didn't woo. Like Marlene. You're Did like, you thank God McQueen? I have a mask on. Nobody can prove that I wooed. <laughs> it wasn't me. I thought he said, God save Colleen. <laughs> I thought he said Ararat. Woo! Woo! At the city court today, James Murphy was charged with endeavoring to pass a $5 note on the defunct provincial and suburban bank. Uh, Inspector Young described the case as most daring, and the accused, on being sworn, said he had no recollection of obtaining the note or 
attempting to pass it. It Wait, never sorry. happened. So he went to a bank with a note, and uh-huh. they're finding him guilty for trying to give a bank a, a note. A, uh, Is it fraud? A f- they haven't said that. It just well, sounded it like By the way, but he also was like, oh, I, that didn't happen it was <laughs> right away. <laughs> it was from a, a, a bank that was out of business. So, so he tried it, to hand it's not worth oh, anything. So back then, each bank had their yes. own notes? Yes. Ah, yes. right. When, uh, when he was drinking in the Red Lion Hotel, he met a stranger there who had such a note in his possession, but he did not know how it got into his keeping. <laughs> The bench discharged the accused as there was nothing known against him previously. What a wow. fucking weird town. By the way, obviously a white gentleman. They were like, well, <laughs> you've done nothing wrong. <laughs> we don't know how this money ended up in your pocket, you sweet little boy. <laughs> <laughs> you just hung out with a guy who had it, and then you tried to pass it off. But we do, you've never done anything wrong before. <laughs> Get out of here, you little scamp. Jose, you're under arrest for having feet in a river. <laughs> You dirty son of a bitch. <laughs> when are you going to learn? Um, this headline is too affectionate. These people are kissing too much. At, this is a little fuzzy. At the Brighton court yesterday, Inspector Ray of the Railway Department proceeded against a young man named George Davis of Collingwood for assault and uttering obscene language. Collingwood, classic. <laughs> It appeared from the evidence that on New Year's Day, Davis was seen on the Brighton Beach station mugging and kissing a young woman before... Mugging? Mugging <laughs> Which meaning... order? Yeah, honestly. It <laughs> mu- does mugging mean something different? Or I think he... it just means he's, 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 he's dealing her up or, you know... Okay, ho- so he wasn't her. like, give me all your stuff. And then he was like, also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Including your tongue. <laughs> uh, before a great crowd of people, Porter Andrews asked the accused to desist... Desist! Enough! What else can we do besides shout at the man? In filthy... Couldn't hear him over the veil. (laughs) That's why she had the veil. In filthy language, he was asked who he was. So the guy's like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) He left them for a time, but soon after found him at the same game. So he's back to making out with the lady. So he's just like standing there just like... making out with the lady. Yeah, aggressively sexually assaulting women and people are like, stop it! Well, we've done our part. Let's all go home. <laughs> he did it again. He then requested uh, them to sit apart. Davis swore at him and struck him with two blows. In defense, the prisoner said that the young woman was his wife. <laughs> <laughs> We're married now. Uh, I, I like that that's an excuse. He's making out with his wife. <laughs> well, he's aggressively like putting... No, his... he's making out with his wife. Oh, he is for sure? That's literally all that's happening here. Oh, okay. There's no... You guys are putting... It's literally society uh, going, Don't kiss a woman in public! Oh. Oh, well, it's definitely... Wait, I'm... So someone saw a couple kissing and went... This is aggressive. Yeah. He's mugging and kissing her. Well, they're probably going at it hard. They're probably going to go home and fucking bang. Uh, all right. Well, that now it feels like I feel like maybe you're off because it feels like you're she's inventing. Wearing Stop it. Slinky. And Just his... like Maureen. He's got on chaps in his dick. Oh, sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Tell me when you're reading him when you're not from now on. We need like <laughs> to know that. Uh, he said he'd been married to her for six years. Oh, he, okay. He had met some friends on the beach and had a drink with them, and not being accustomed to it, 
he was not quite himself. He saw no harm in kissing his wife on a railway station. <laughs> he was waiting for the train when the porter attempted to separate them. He never struck the porter, but simply pushed him away. He was fined $10. So he got drunk on the beach with some friends who are probably now missing. And he... <laughs> and then the porter came over and was like, stop kissing. And he was like, fuck you, I'm hammered. Yeah, well, he a, was basically drunk making out with his wife. Right. Because right. for a moment there, when he said, this is my wife, I thought that was just his excuse. So did I. I thought it was an amazing... Like, like, I, thought, I thought it happened to two different women for a second. <laughs> they were like, what about the earlier one? Also, also my wife. Yeah. I'm going to pick one of them, whoever draws the shorter piece of paper, and then the other one will have to kill themselves within six months. <laughs> You've heard it a million times. <laughs> Paris, judging by newspaper reports, is suffering from a combined attack of anglomania and anglophobia. Oh. While wow, the, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Nice. double, the double. Right. While the masses are said to be full of envy, hatred, malice, and all uncharitableness in mm-hmm. relation to everything British, the gay world is affecting an Englishness greater than the English. So people are, some people are like, the English are the worst, and other people are like, I'm the merest English. <laughs> so the, 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 the common dude fucking hates the British, but they're right. saying the... The, the elite are like are acting British. That's right. Not only do certain fine ladies adopt London fashions, play English games, and copy English Look manners. at the teeth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they're men. I can't chew anything. Another applesauce, please. But their men kind actually go so far as to send their shirts to London to be washed. That's right. <laughs> and uh, when will this be ready for pickup? <laughs> Unfortunately, I've lost my ticket. I can't imagine that's going to escalate the affair, is it? What's the timeline? This will be ready on Tuesday in six months. <laughs> oh, we're not too bad on it, eh? Signed, Bubonic. <laughs> <laughs> This surely is a reversal of the order of things, since gown making and washing were things par excellence that English people acknowledge were done better in France. <laughs> See, for a long time, English people, they washed so much better in France. Well, we scrub it with our teeth, you see, <laughs> so we get out all the stains. <laughs> You're not going to find any nicks and nicks for clothes with your mouth. God's blessed us with a mouthful of washboards, he has. <laughs> That's right. Here we are. Pull some more detergent in the old mouth, will you? It is even considered good form for French people to adopt a slightly British accent. I don't believe That's right. <laughs> yeah, do it. Uh, well, it is... Um, <laughs> I am excited for my afternoons here, you see. <laughs> I would uh, love a bit of a cucumber sandwich when, if only if uh, cut off the crust, you see. And then put, uh, yeah, love a um, big spot of tea. <laughs> and not, uh, uh, no, 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 no. Jolly good. Jolly good, is it not? I mean, yes. I mean, fuck off, mate. You don't know me. I'm from a small town in England, mate. 
A young man on crutches named David Walsh, who was described as a member of the Crutchy Push. Oh, <laughs> and we're back. Is that like the Bloods and the Crips? Dude. A member of the Crutchy Push? There, there was it an is. Australian gang. Right. Made up of dudes on crutches. And they are. And they were badass, crazy dudes Loon, back in the day. The cru- man. <laughs> you, you've done a dollop on this? Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. And if I remember it, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> they were just, it was, people were like, oh, shame about your legs. They were like, shame about me legs. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh my God. Uh, so. Uh, David Walsh, a member of the Crutchy Push, was charged with insulting behavior. It appeared that the accused and several others were engaged in a disturbance on Curzon Street. Oh, that's not Melbourne. Constable Lorem described it as a free fight (laughs) in which (laughs) crutches and sticks were used. They just literally attack with the thing that they're beating people up with crutches. Yeah, a lot of them weren't even injured, probably. They were like, this is a great bat. Just walk around with weapons. So this is, I guess this it's is... It's not going to be long until America when people are, like, using AK-47s to, like, get around, like, sprain my ankle. Ooh, ooh, that's nice. Isn't that like a Tarantino film where uh, <laughs> uh, where the she gets a leg amputated and puts a machine gun? Yes. I might have dreamt No, it. no, no, Sorry. I think that is real. So that's yeah. going to happen. Yes, that's happening often. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, two months away. <laughs> I mean, it's what doctors... We're out of medical supplies, but we have so many guns. So doctors right. are like, we can't give you a new leg, but would you like an assault rifle? <laughs> <laughs> would that work for you? So this is in, this, so he's in court. He's being questioned. Uh, Dr. Lloyd, how many crutches are there in the push? Constable Garland, three or four? The accused. There are only two, your worship. Your worship. <laughs> your worship. <laughs> Gotta respect your the worship. judge. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, good lord. I wonder if I ever go to court, I'm going to call it. Oh, worship. that is the best. To get thrown off a of jury duty? I'd call it worship duty. Look, I, uh, Your yeah. worship, I cannot serve upon this jury. Your worship, please. For you are better than a judge. Uh, the constable added that the men with the crutches were the leaders of the push. Accused was fined $40. Oh, what a grab. So I'm sure it was a lot up, of money. I can't believe they made another appearance. Yeah, no, they're popping <laughs> up. It's very exciting. About 12 months ago, the exporters of rabbits notified... <laughs> of what? Sorry? About 12 months ago, the exporters of rabbits notified the Department of Agriculture that they would require to store their goods at the Flinders Street Depot during March, April, and May as there was no market for rabbits in London in these months. What in the fuck is happening? So for some reason, the English are taking three months off of rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, we need a place to put all these rabbits. Instead of like oh. not killing them for three months. No, we've got a spot in Flinders Street. Oh, great. Yeah, just leave it there for three oh, months. Oh, thank God. They're dead still. No. That's perfect. No, great. We'll just get rid of the red cows. Oh, great. Oh, fun. great. Fantastic. We don't eat rabbits for three months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine? What a fuck! What a bunch of fucking weirdos. <laughs> eat rabbit in May? <laughs> Have you lost your mind? <laughs> That's a June dish, fool. <laughs> it's not summer. Gosh. <laughs> Send it when we're ready. Is, isn't there, I might have to outsource it to the crowd, isn't there some rule about some sort of shellfish or whatever, you don't eat it if it ends in an ER, if it's in a month of ER, or like... 
You should stop talking. <laughs> I swear, there's some room. You know, uh, shell, room. Shell, you know, you know, shellfish. They're they're commonly affected by the names of the calendar. By the way, Dill. Or oysters Dill, or something. Dill, <laughs> if what you said was in the paper, we would lose our fucking minds. No shellfish in ER months. <laughs> what? I'd be like, rabbit in May makes way more sense. <laughs> Are you having an oyster in November? <laughs> Away with you. <laughs> you should stop talking. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait to Holy find out if shit. that is connected to reality in any way, and I pray to oh, my worship that it's There's got to be not. some link in my brain that made me say that. Oh, there's just... <laughs> someone told you that once. They're like, you can't eat that. It's September. What are you, crazy? I swear. There's got to be some... Anyway. Um, you can't have clams in the fall. What are you, nuts? You'll die. That's like eating rabbit in May. I just want to get that on a t-shirt. You should stop talking. <laughs> you should stop talking. <laughs> My comedy festival poster next year. Well, the timing was, it was like just, it was the longest the silence could have been. <laughs> you should stop talking. <laughs> My God, put that oyster down. It's an Ur month. <laughs> well, we'll be sending out an envelope with a black lining for you. October lobster, you fool. You've brought a witch's curse to this home. You know the old saying. It's, uh, it's oh, he's got, now he's going to look it up. Now he's going to look it up. Now he's going to look it up. The old saying, if it's an uh, you don't eat the oyster. Someone's yelling. Jellyfish it. Months with R? Okay, so okay, well, yes. I, first of all, there are I, th- there are there are more jellyfish at a certain point in the year, right. probably yeah. the no, fall. Probably I, I've, I've honestly said, don't, I don't eat jellyfish year round. It's just kind of one of those <laughs> things for me, because every time you do, someone's got to piss in your mouth. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> not the worst fetish. What a great way to get that fetish filled if you need to. <laughs> Honey, do you feel like you could piss in my mouth? No, that's disgusting. (laughs) I went to the beach and put a jellyfish in my mouth. Hurry, my tongue hurts. (laughs) All right, I'm going to pass my phone to Gareth. Gareth, you read this. Uh, Only eat... What website? Science Daily. (laughs) Yeah. Old (laughs) Science Daily. Uh Uh-huh. Science is spelled with two E's. It's science every day. (laughs) Uh, By the way, source, Florida Museum of Natural History. Not... Not where a lot of us are going for our science lately, Florida, Dill. Only Don't eat, eat shellfish before Christ! <laughs> Only eat oysters in months with an R? Question mark? Rule of thumb is at least 4,000 years old. How are... Foodie tradition dictates only... And now I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> Foodie tradition dictates only eating wild oysters in months with the letter R from September to April to avoid watery shellfish or worse, a nasty bout of food poisoning. Thank you. So, some, something, right? It's something, for sure. <laughs> it's something. I'm uh, more, you're not getting your phone back. I got to... <laughs> I'm, nice more, I'm more interested in the jellyfish Queensland situation. Yeah, I like, I, we got a good lead in the crowd here. 
<laughs> You're not supposed to eat jellyfish in months with ah. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to the rabbits. Sorry. <laughs> jellyfish is good in July. <laughs> July fish. July fish. <laughs> July fish. <laughs> So, so good. So they need a place to put the rabbits. This is real? Yeah. The department, the department <laughs> agreed to provide the requisite space, but the consignments came forward so freely, so there's so many rabbits, that the minister was compelled to give the exporters notice to ship some of the stock before the uh, time agreed upon, while he was also obliged to arrange for the storage of a large number of crates at the uh, Geelong Freezing Works. Oh, so they froze a bunch of them. Oh, thank God. I mean, I, that is like good Disney. to hear they're freezing them uh, as opposed to just like letting them rot. That's it. So the whole story is that there are too many rabbits and the Because English the British, for them. some reason, were just like, mm-mm. The British, the British have a thing. We're right? eating jellyfish these months. Enough. No, we don't take foreign rabbits in Not June. now. We're eating our domestic hair. <laughs> you fool. How did Dude. they freeze back then, though? There was no fridges or deep freezers. Uh, you would... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> rivers, rivers will get cold and they freeze. There's a man's and feet in the these. Ice, <laughs> you would cut the ice out in the winter. Right. You'd create an, an ice, ice house. And from that, you would use that all year long. In Victoria, we don't have rivers that are frozen. <laughs> okay, but the other... Pl- Places <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, but how do you breathe? Yeah. Ice isn't a thing that, that they make over there and they go, God, I wish we could move that. Well, but by but the time you fair, bring it over, yeah. isn't it going to melt? Uh, yeah, I'm on Dill's side with this one. You're bullshit. <laughs> Ice melts, motherfucker. <laughs> We've done podcasts about them transporting great amounts of ice. I was listening to Crutchy Push stuff. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> if you keep the ice together, it, it it keeps itself cold. It's a thing. Okay. So, yes, they would take ice from other places and take it to cities and sell it. So they would have ice here. They would keep things cold. <laughs> <laughs> you should stop talking. <laughs> Heart attack, heart attack, heart attack. (laughs) 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 Taking a weird turn. (laughs) It's not like Beetlejuice. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) Should we wrap? Has it been an hour? I think it's been, yeah, probably. So we should probably do one more, maybe. Uh, Okay. Another hot spell of weather has come and gone, leaving the casual observer more than ever convinced that the wily celestial is the only man among us who knows how to dress himself when the mercury gets up among the 90s. What in the fuck is happening? The wily celestial? (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I think they're being... I told you all, do jorts. No, that's... (laughs) You're being too kind. And it's pronounced Willie. Willie celestial. This is my home. I think they're being super racist. You fucking trap me. <laughs> with, his, with his silk or nankeen suit, innocent of starched collar or unnecessary studs, his soft light hat, his umbrella, and his fan 
with a smile of the Mongolian waxes, more than usually childlike and bland. <laughs> Meantime, the foreign devils, as Wong Hai calls us, fume and fret and tweed. <laughs> they're being super racist. They're, being, they're saying that the white man's dumb in this one. Right. Oh, they are? Yeah, they're saying that we, we, get, we white people get too hot because we're wearing tweed, and they're like... Wearing they're like, like putting on s- like loose fitting like yeah, silk. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's hot. I'm gonna put on clothes for that time. Ha! What a fool! You don't even have a cape on. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to pass away. <laughs> F- foolish non-white. Uh. Uh, they fret in tweed and cuffs and collars, lending a hand to accentuate their misery. Certainly, things are a degree better than they used to be, and here and there, one happens on more or less rationally clad members of the male persuasion. Straw hats. Ah. Uh. And cork helmets have... Cork helmets? <laughs> Take it out! <laughs> In the majority of cases, replace the absurd-looking hi-hat and the uncompromising bowler. Khaki, linen, and alpaca are very fairly in evidence. And alpaca t- during, like, a heat wave? Boy, is it just me, or is this not breathe great? <laughs> this alpaca suit's not doing great, and the alpacas keep trying to bang me. Good thing we have all this ice to lean on. Yeah, that's right. I don't know how we got it here. It doesn't make sense to me personally. I don't know if you've ever seen a cooler, but it don't keep cool that long. Uh, <laughs> how will we keep the shellfish cold until we can eat again? <laughs> Get that out of your mouth. It's September. <laughs> uh, tan and gan- canvas shoes are donned instead of patent or polished leather. The trouble is that few, th- few that these things are worn by the few, while it is the many who are hot. All right. This is an oh, article. Maureen, Maureen. <laughs> this is an article about people... Being fucking hot from wearing hot clothes. <laughs> Did you know that wearing hot clothes is really stupid? <laughs> Non-whites have figured that out. Oh. <laughs> I no- guess I'm not understanding. Notice I refuse any comment because we're under hot lights and I'm wearing leather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said that. I'm like, I up. get it. I get where they're coming <laughs> from. <laughs> so you tell me this jacket was a weird call. <laughs> Uh, uh, and while the few contrive to get through the summer with a fair degree of comfort, the many go on getting knocked up or run down at intervals from October to April. (laughs) (laughs) Months with irony. Yeah. (laughs) Almost (laughs) rabbit time. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Maybe one last one. Why? Because we're in a lull and it didn't hit as hard? (laughs) And you want to leave on a high note because that's how comedy works? Might not happen. Running, I don't know if we have any stories left. God damn it. Well, now the longer it takes, the lower the note gets. So, (laughs) like, it wasn't a high note we could have left on, but now we're a sinking ship. How about a a suicide? What? (laughs) A supposed suicide. Two girls, while walking along the bank of the old reservoir, a short distance out of town, picked up a piece of 
a cigarette box on which was written the following. My jewelry and my clothes I leave to Miss Harris, as she Ooh. has been a good friend to me, oh. my own mother, and Charlie Cranston not to blame. Will cause cancer. <laughs> <laughs> the police have inquired into the matter, but are of the opinion the writing, which seems to be in a man's hand, is a hoax. So uh. they... They're someone, walking? they or someone, basically put a, a goodbye letter on a cigarette box. Near the old reservoir. Near the old reservoir. And, and the police were and called, the police as like, they should. Bullshit. Yeah, and the cops were like, that's fucking not. It First of all, it's written s- by a man. <laughs> Wouldn't happen. <laughs> This is the equivalent of like a morning jogger finds dead body in the park. Yeah. It's just like them going for a walk and then now they find the suicide note. Yeah, on a box of smokes, which makes you think like, I mean, first of all, like it's not that you're supposed to plan. So who did he leave everything with? It was some Mrs. Catherine or whatever. Um, I reckon she's the one who wrote it. Yeah, she, it was. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> it was probably one of the women walking. Oh, oh my Lord, what Mrs. are the odds? Ha- Mrs. Harris, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Wiley, Mrs. Harris. Oh, is there another suicide of someone? <laughs> That's right, Mrs. Yes. Harris. We found another box of cigarettes that left you everything. Well, I guess I own eight houses now. Yeah, it's just strange that all these men keep jumping in the reservoir and then riding on cigarette boxes and things of that nature. Did those day. same two girls find it? <laughs> Excuse me? The same girls, little Harriet and Julie, they found another suicide. Yes, your granddaughters (laughs) again found it, yes. Well, it's the suicide reservoir, isn't it? No, it's the old reservoir, and we're not going to stop referring to it as that. Anywho. Don't anywho us, we're the fucking police. What are you talking about? You can't. I I now have a cork hat. (laughs) Along with many, many houses and mansions. Jose also passed away in the reservoir. I don't know if Feet you up! Yes, he left you his shoes, all he had to give. <laughs> so sad. Anyway, I would invite you out for a round of clams. <laughs> no, it's a uh, No, I understand. I'm not going to. It would be crazy. It would be crazy. Thank you, everyone, for coming out. Give it up for Dill. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, boys. No.